I want to say thank you to everybody who's rocking with the Common Knowledge Podcast. Common Knowledge Podcast, just a man doing the best he can with what he got. And today, I got a return guest, uh, my homie and creator of the YouTube show, Steffi Says. Uh, Steffi, and let me tell you guys, we had planned this podcast two weeks ahead of time. But today happens to be, at the time of recording, the time that the former prime minister of Japan, Abe Shinzo, has been shot and all indications is that he is not going to make it. So that just so happened to fall on this date. So we're going to talk about that, but we also going to talk about the other issues we're going to talk about and how it kind of leads into each other because Abe is the leader of the liberal democratic party. Don't let the name fool you guys. There ain't nothing liberal or democratic about it. It is like adjacent to what we consider conservatism in America and that's where we at right now. And I'll let you fill in the gaps, Steffi. It might be important or helpful to mention for your American listeners um, that even though Abe was is the former prime minister, unlike an American president, it doesn't mean he's not politically active. Mm, um, so he's still a member of parliament and still a member of his political party. So that could be some something for our listeners to consider, you know, about the motive and stuff. He was pretty much doing a campaign trail. So there's an election this weekend for some of the parliament members. And he was doing a campaign circuit, kind of. He was not running for re-election this year, but like other members of his party were. So that's why he was out and about doing this campaign. And um, yeah, from what I can gather so far, like who knows what developments are going to happen. But this guy was just a lone guy who was disappointed by Abe's uh, policies. You know, let's yeah. talk about the guy for a second, what we do know. Mm. Now I'll read from the Guardian sto- story. Okay. A police arrest a 42-year-old man at the scene on suspicions of attempted murder, according to the Japanese public broadcasting NHK. He has been named as Tetsuya Yamagui, Yamagami, sorry, Yamagami from Nara. <laughs> he is a former member of the Maritime Self-Defense Force, according to Fuji Television and Rucker Sports. He reportedly left the force in 2005. And for those of y'all who don't know, the self-defense force is pretty much the army. I mean, if we put this in American terms, just for your listeners, it would be like a, you know, a former army member uh, deciding to shoot Obama or Trump on the street. That's the end of the news section about this, man. Let's get into the commentary section. And from from here on out, guys, like, look, I'm going to let you know, once again, I'm not news media. I'm just a dude talking on the internet. And this is kind of shocking and jarring for Mm. Japan as a society. This has kind of been unheard of. However, I will argue that the signs were here for this happening. You see people all around Japan just like reeling over this. So now we get into the commentary part. Like, don't take anything I'm saying as the gospel. Do your own research. (laughs) But I'm going to give my commentary on this. Before I do, Steffi, what do you think the repercussions of this is going to be? Yeah, you know, I was reading this um, this op-ed on Bloomberg, and it pretty much was saying that, obviously, this is really rare in Japan. Um, I guess in the last 40 years or so, there have been some politically motivated shootings, but it's never been at someone of this caliber. It's always been like a mayor or a police commissioner. Um, so it it seems like people are really surprised 
And um, e even Japanese people, they're saying, like, I can't believe this is happening. This happened in Japan, you know, and I think like Japan does have a reputation of being a very safe country, but it's not a false reputation for the most part. It is pretty safe here. Ah, uh, you think so? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I mean, obviously not foolproof and especially not for women, but like you on the it. daily. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> I'm like, eh. On the daily. <laughs> it ain't safe if you're a woman. Women deal with like violence every damn day. It's just, the sad thing is now that this happened to Abe, it's going to be a whole focus on crime and safety. But when it happened to women, people just brush that under the rug because nobody gives a damn about women, basically. But like, it that ain't is, safe for women yeah. out here. Yeah, it's actually, um, you know, I, I obviously you know this, but maybe some of your your listeners don't know. It's extremely common for women to get a stalker, mm -hmm. and um, you know, there's not really much the police can do before they attack you because they haven't committed a crime. Like, apparently, you can give the police station the guy's name if you know his name, <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh. Oh, I like how are you going to find the name of your stalker? If you know, I, it, it's all it's all a little strange. And there's mm -hmm. always a perception that violence is an import, and I think that kind of mm. leads to this this incident right here. Because, mm. all right, here's the thing, right? I'm a strong two way guy, and people always like get shocked when I say that. Like, oh, what liberal Marcus? <laughs> how can you be strong two way? I am strong two way. Traitor. Exactly. People are like, oh, it's shocking. <laughs> How could that do? That's a contradiction. I'm like, mm, not really. But being a strong two-way guy, right, and growing up around guns all my life from the South and hunting, a lot of things happened when this first, like, was reported. I'm like, mm, you can tell an ignorance of guns and people didn't really know what they were mm. talking about. Like, a lot of stuff mm -hmm. I had to dispel. A lot of my Japanese friends, like, calm down. That's not true. <laughs> like, that mm. can't be true. Like, the first thing yeah. report was, it's a shotgun. I'm like, wait, How? Even if it's sawed off, it's hard to conceal that. You need to tell me this dude had a shotgun just in the dead-ass public around. In the streets. Yeah. Like, no, dude, that's impossible. Yeah. And it's like, well, it could have been. Like, no, dude, it could not have been. Also, mm -hmm. gun regulations are so damn strict here to the point mm -hmm. anybody who has a gun has to be a hunter. And that has to right. be registered every year. I like, it had to be something else. So it turns out, yes, it was a homemade pipe bomb. Mm -hmm. Pipe gun, mm -hmm. not bomb. Which pretty much acts like a pipe bomb because I don't know what the projectile was in there. <clears throat> that being the case, you had to be close to your your victim. Like you had to mm. be like, okay, I'm from the hoodie hood hood hood. I'm not bragging about that. I'm just saying I have knowledge of uh, homemade, <laughs> yeah, homemade uh, guns and projectiles, right? So that being the case, you made a homemade pipe gun. Your range is not going to be really really long on that. Like you don't have a long range and some the accuracy of a pipe gun is not going to mm -hmm. be there, right? Even with a shotgun, if you got a slug, maybe you got a hundred yards, you know, anything within a hundred yards, you can kill somebody. But if it's like bird shot, a buck shot, all right, man, it's kind mm -hmm. of like a, you need to be closer, maybe within 50 yards. But this right here is a pipe gun. I knew he had to be close. So my question is, how did dude get that damn close? And if you look at the pictures on the internet, dude is super close. How did he get that close? That's, that's really interesting. You know, I, 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 you know, I've been reading a lot of stuff. I've had the news on and I've been reading articles, you know, like trying to break it down. And um, it, it might've been the Bloomberg one that I read or so, anyway, it's all kind of blended together. But um, this commentator was also saying that compared to other countries, because Japan feels like Japan is pretty safe and these kinds of 
political texts are extremely rare, that these kinds of like rallies and campaigns often don't have the type of security that you might expect to see around like a former president. So it seems like Abe was just on the street talking and I don't know how great the security was. And that's my point. So here's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a good counterpoint for this. And it goes back to my point that the Japanese ethos is that violence is an import because Mm -hmm. when president Biden came here, Oh man, it had like shifts on top of shifts and extra guards were everywhere. You saw like, man, patrol guards all throughout the train station, Mm. some signs, lanes were shut down. I think when Trump came too, they stopped allowing everything. Coin lockers. I Mm -hmm. think you couldn't use coin lockers. You couldn't use trash cans. You can use trash cans. They sh- they actually sealed up all the trash cans. You couldn't put anything mm-hmm. in there because it's a perceived threat. However, mm-hmm. you get a member, a former prime minister, just walking around in public, and dude was able to sneak up behind dude and let off a shot. And this guy was a big prime minister. It's not like he was a fluke. Oh, only in office for one year. Like he's still like a like a political powerhouse. He still makes statements. Gets people all worked up. He's not like, you know, local guy. He's a big deal. Why do you think dude did this? Yeah, I mean, he says he's disappointed on what Mr. Abe was, I don't know, his political stance. I don't, I, I personally don't want to speculate too much. I'm not really an expert, but right, let me go ahead I, I will allow you to do so yeah, if let you me want. Go ahead and, uh, let these conspiracy theories fly in. All right, so here's the first thing. Right? <laughs> like, don't hold this against Steffi. This is just me, me talking. <laughs> First, Abe was a corrupt-ass leader. The easy answer is, this was a wing nut who was an asshole and shot the ex-prime minister. Dude had scandals on top of scandals. Like, most notably, he had the, uh, the Sakura scandal. He had the dipping into the um, government funds scandal. He had the scandal when one of his um, fall guys committed suicide. Like, dude has had scandals on top of scandals. Yeah, people are in shock. Like, it, it mm. utter shock and disbelief. Like, mm-hmm. people don't even know how this can happen. I'm like, eh? Well, there has been an uptick in violence acts all throughout Japan. You know, you've been having a lot of train attacks. That seems to be like the place. Well, I mean, you can get a lot of people on a train. Right. Please right. don't take that as encouragement. That's people don't don't be like Steffi says said. <laughs> oh, the trains! Thank you, Steffi. No, but that's actually another <laughs> problem. I think we're gonna have man because you're gonna see a lot of copycats that's gonna do mm. that. That's kind of a fear. Like I'm not saying that this is happening in America either. But Japan is kind of a copycat culture. Like, people will mm. piggyback off that and do something similar. So it's always a fear of the copycat things, which leads to mm. a, a... All right, man, I'm going to say this. Because, like, look, I've been in Japan 10 years, but I've been a minority all my damn life. And one thing I will say, this is just me. Don't don't this, Stephanie, you can agree or disagree. But okay. one thing I do know, that is when Japanese people catch a cold, the foreigners catch the flu, or pneumonia. Mm. So any regulation that comes down, because I'm quite sure there's going to be some kind of regulation and stricter security measures put in place, which, all right, cool. But the only problem I have with that, in turn, that becomes another reason to single out the others Mm. and look at them, engage them and check them more and take away some more of our civil liberties. Because one thing, me DJing in Rapungi, I noticed that they did a whole cleaning up of Rapungi and... They wanted to keep drugs out of Japan, which honestly, the drug addiction rate is not really that high here. But I noticed <laughs> when they start looking for drugs, just miraculously, they always picked up the black guys and the foreign people. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, Especially men, right? It with mm-hmm. a backpack. Well, that's the thing. You have a backpack on, which look, guys, the reason why I carry a backpack here in Japan is because I'm on the train, I have my computer with me, and I have my DJ gear sometimes. It's a lot different than having a car like back home. You exactly. Know? You just you leave don't stuff have... in your car, but there yeah. you go. So I, I have a fear that whatever regulations come down as a consequence of this, it's gonna hit us hard. COVID is the most recent example that I can think of. You know, like in the beginning of COVID, all these restaurants and stuff, I think we talked about this before, and I'm sure you've talked about it before, but like restaurants were saying like no foreigners, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And like, but by that time, the borders had already been shut. So there was no tourists. So any foreigner who's here is obviously living here. So the chances of them having been out of the country recently is the same as any Japanese person walking in the shop. So yeah, who knows? Something similar might happen. You know, security is probably going to be upped after this, I guess. Oh, it's going to be up, right? And it's always an initial knee-jerk reaction to any tragedy, like anywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this guy was Tetsuya, who was a Japanese man. But, but I would be surprised if they didn't find a way to put a foreign twist on this. And I could be totally wrong, and I hope I am wrong. Like, this is just me. I want you to be wrong. (laughs) I I, I do too. I want to be wrong. I want to be like, yo, Spade, you tripping. But I've seen it done so much. Like like you said, with COVID, they put a foreign twist on it. They went out and found unmasked foreigners. They asked, mm-hmm. hey, man, take a picture of an unmasked foreigner to give to the station so we can show that. Like, they started with a narrative that COVID came from foreigners, and they rolled with that to the point that the Ibaraki whole prefecture put out COVID preventing measures, and one of them was don't eat with foreigners. Mm-hmm. Right? So I've seen this. Also, drug prevention measures, A, watch out for foreign guys. Mm-hmm. And the whole profiling of, hey, dreads and black means drugs. When mm-hmm. most of your drug deals are white guys carrying suitcases around Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't ask me how I know. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> how do you? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Yo, man, look, I've been in the club circuit over here for 10 years. I, I've seen some things. Like, look, I ain't going to talk, but just, just know the drug deals ain't who you think they are. Yo, if you like the Common Knowledge Podcast, Check out the random show hosted with me and the homie Alex Lex Caliber Hunter on the random show. We talk about random shit. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at random. That's R A N dash D U M B. Random. I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago now. Time is time is a man made construct. But anyway, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think last week there was a local court in Osaka that ruled that the fact that gay marriage is not legal on a federal national level in Japan does not go against Japan's constitution. Last year in 2021, a different local court up in northern Japan in Sapporo City ruled that it did go against Japan's constitution. So it's like, this has been some backwards progress for Mm -hmm. LGBT issues. And this kind of speaks to the general status of sexual minorities, LGBT and women's rights um, here in Japan politically. It doesn't necessarily match the majority of the population's opinion but um, because the the LDP, the oh, what is it, Liberal Democratic Party? party. Mm-hmm. Yes, the um, the major party, which, as you mentioned earlier, 
it has liberal in the name, but it is not very liberal. Um, More democratic. <laughs> More democratic. <laughs> so because their majority opinion is very conservative, their views and policies that they back don't always match the current opinion, which seems to be related to the fact that the voting rate is quite low in Japan and there is a general attitude. It's very different from America. You know, Americans get really fired up about politics. And Japan, most Japanese people kind of, if it's something that doesn't directly affect them or they can't change it, it's just easier not to think about it. It's easier not to deal with it. And you hit the nail on the head because there's so many parallels to America in this. And I think it's the other side of the coin because in America, we do get charged up. We were like, yeah, right, 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 we're going to vote. However, it's kind of the same in Japan where the fact that we're kind of a gerontocracy, I think I said this before, that like the older generation pretty much runs everything. And they're trying to shut out the young. Like in Japan, though, there is like a, I ain't going to say a disinterest, but a total like, eh, whatever situation with the younger voters yeah and yeah disinterest isn't quite right to say but i I know what you mean because it's 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 almost like it's not so much like people well this is hard to explain maybe (laughs) but you know like in america as americans we're told from when we're little tiny kids you can become president you can vote you can Mm -hmm. change the world blah blah you know as a black kid i heard that didn't believe it but hey (laughs) but you heard it in your text i heard it i didn't believe it but i heard it (laughs) but um it's it's very different in japan so i don't want to like blame individual japanese people or you know talk bad about the society here but just it's the the values are totally different it's and a different cultural thing like this is the culture of the senpai kohai system where like mm-hmm. you supposed to give the guy above you respect like indifference mm-hmm. respect to the point sometimes that guy don't even deserve respect I, okay not to segue too well but i see in the school all the time like you're supposed to show the seniors respect and sometimes the seniors are some jerks they bully the, the guys under them in mm-hmm. the clubs and one kid in the basketball club, I saw him getting like bullied by the the senior and he was obviously stronger and bigger. And I asked him, hey man, like why aren't you standing up for yourself? He's like, ah, well, that's my senpai. I can't do anything. I was like, wow. Dude is punking you right now, bro. And you, I've seen you. You got hands. You could deal with dude. He's like, nah, man, I, I can't. Cause you know, that's my senpai. Mm-hmm. That's forbidden. I was like, well, y'all should stop that. And his answer was, nah, cause I'll be a senior next year. I'm like, what? Come on, bro. <laughs> I get it. It's, it's effed up when it happens to you. You will take it because you know you can dish it out later. And that's kind of what it is with Japan, I think. I see. In this political system. It's like, oh, well, yeah, the old folks in charge, they're not moving over. They stay in there. And people under them are like, okay, well, we just let them stay there until they die. And then maybe when they die, go farther. They, it's almost like, I think most people feel a little powerless or like they don't matter on a larger scale like that. Mm-hmm. And I was reading a, a, an, an op-ed. I guess I read op-eds a lot. I don't know. But um, uh, anyway, this <laughs> this lady giving her um, commentary. She's Japanese-American. So she's grown up with, like between two both countries or whatever. And she was kind of commenting that a, a big difference is that like in America, if you're not LGBT, if you're not minority, if you're not a woman, you still might side with that oppressed group, you know, like allyship is common in the West. It's the reason why we don't have slavery. Yes. (laughs) 
yeah, that's a, that's a very dramatic example. But I mean, yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. yeah. Nothing yeah. in America moves without white people. So it had to be mm-hmm. allyship. Just point that out. Wow, that's that's interesting. I mean, think about it. Like, under no case under America has it been like a majority of racist people. It hadn't. It couldn't mm-hmm. been. Like, but nothing in America because black people only make up 14% of the population. Anything that right. was done or geared towards it, it had to have white approval. It's impossible mm-hmm. not to. Just something to think about. Yeah, I mean, that's that definitely makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's almost like being an ally or having allies is like a valued thing back home. Mm-hmm. But um, here it's like being an ally isn't really common. It is not. Because for for you for you as a Japanese person to speak out against something that doesn't directly affect you, I don't know. It might be confusing to other people. Like, you know, I don't know. Even in high school, I remember back in the day, going in high school wasn't that long ago, but you know, anyway, it was long enough ago, <laughs> long enough ago that it was a big difference. But oh, the mid two thousands, how far they are. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah something like that. <laughs> anyway, even at that time we had the, the club that was called the gay straight Alliance, which I'm sure they've changed their name by now to like LGBTQ, you know, like a much, more inclusive name but at the time it was the gay straight alliance and if you were a straight person that joined this club like all your classmates would be like oh what are you gay you know (laughs) so like and i think that's changed in america with the gen z the gen z young folks (laughs) they seem to be generally more accepting shout out to the millennials for showing in the way that's us you're welcome (laughs) yes that's true we, we walk so y'all can run. You're welcome. Right? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> you young kids. <laughs> now, seriously, like, as an elder millennial, I am at that age now. I'm like, you're welcome, you ungrateful bastards. Because I do oh, feel like so our funny. generation... Well, you're, you're a millennial, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, it's I feel true, like though, yeah. Our generation was the groundbreaking generation to like for acceptance. We kind of mm-hmm. like set the mold. And once again... We started I, it. We we did because I had allyship in my um in my school in my college. That's when I first stepped out. I'm like, look, man, nah, dude, I'm I'm about these gay rights. You said something about allyship, and that goes back to like the LDP, the mm. Liberal Democratic Party in Japan, right? Because they're putting out propaganda magazine. Let me just read the, the description post. Where it says a magazine distributed by the the um, LDP market c- contains discriminatory content against sexual minorities with statements such as homosexuality is a mental disorder and addiction and suicide amongst the members of the LGBTQ plus community is their own fault. Hmm. This is in Japan. There's a lot in there. Yes. And this is the party (laughs) that Abe is like in. Hmm. Let me just say that again. Sexual minorities Homosexuality is a mental disorder and an addiction. And suicides amongst members of that community is their own fault. And people think Japan is this super progressive country where "Eh, nobody really gives a care and you can be carefree and you can be your true and open self. And here we are. And it's, it's kind of hard. I don't know about you, but it's been kind of hard figuring it out because of this katemai culture which pretty much means like this wall that you put up for the outside world Mm. like 
not specifically about LGBT, but just about like um, sexual culture. Like when I first came here, people make it out like nobody has casual sex. Like, oh no, I don't do that. Oh, you know, what is a second? What is a, what is a friend with benefits? Oh, you Americans are so, so, you know, but, but then I would be like, yeah, I was like, but how do these love hotels stay in business? Like I was so confused. (laughs) Word. You just hit the nail on the head though. Like, right. It's just like in America. Mm -hmm. Oh, porn. That is despicable. Ah, however, porn hubs, a trillion dollar a year business. Like who, I mean, I mean, you know what? America and Japan have one thing in common in that our porn industries are both humongous. Man, yo. <laughs> like worldwide. <laughs> Japan is like number one when it comes to like AV production and dis- mm. distribution. Oh, yeah. You're looking at number one porn hub, literally. Like, yo, Japan yeah. porn, not gonna lie. Top shelf, top shelf. But <laughs> that being the case, you have all these things happening. How can you say that homosexuality is a mental disorder. Like how far have we gotten? Yeah, it's really, it's, and again, I want to, I want to say that that does not reflect most Japanese people's average view, Mm -hmm. but that is, that is the information that was handed out at a conference of this LDP meeting that is now, this information is going to be in these policymakers' mind. This is the beginning. It's kind of like what the conservative party did in America. That's the parallel. Mm. Like you start yeah. at the ground level, you start getting these conservative judges and you work them up through the ranks. Next thing you know, mm. 30 years later, you got a conservative majority on the Supreme Court and that's how you get the overturning mm. of Roe versus Wade. And that's my fear yeah. for Japan. Yeah. You got this yeah. propaganda going out right now where you're saying that, yo, suicide is their fault so you're already like being desensitized to these folks as humans and the human needs like, mm-hmm. oh it's their fault oh you don't gotta care oh you know what it's their choice like stuff that's been scientifically proven not you know not to be true mm-hmm. like oh mm-hmm. sexuality is a spectrum and you don't choose to be like honestly just think about how dumb that is if i knew i was gonna be ridiculed possibility of being beat up and killed <laughs> why the fuck yeah, would like, I why would you that? choose that like, who the fuck chooses that Oh, you know what, guys? This is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, why sense. would you choose to be any minority? Like, you know, Thanks. if you had a choice. Thanks. Like, that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the risk versus reward. What am I getting out of that? So, like, it's already been disproven all this wackadoo shit, but they're passing out this propaganda that's gonna get into policy. And next thing you know, you're gonna be like America, where a majority of people are pro Roe versus Wade, but the minority is already stinked in power. So then you get like all these conservative rules and that's going to happen to Japan. And that's why I want to I mean, talk about this. It seems like it's already there. It, big facts. Big facts. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because even though in the 2001 case in Sapporo, where this local court said that the, um, I don't want to say ban, it's because it's not banned. You are allowed to get like locally, like a certificate of, marriage like it's not actual marriage but i guess partnership certificate of part- yeah. yeah pretty much yeah um so like it's not like there's a ban it's just not recognized on a national level which um which means that you know um lgbt spouses cannot get certain rights in other like that are right yeah the rights that are granted by the federal government mm-hmm. such as like um 
like uh, co-parenting rights or inheritance and stuff like that. But anyway, um, so this Sapporo case in 2001, which ruled that the fact that gay marriage is not recognized on a national level, there were two two sort of articles in the Constitution. So there's uh, Article 24 and Article 14 of the Constitution, um, which, you know, the gay rights advocates are making these cases to these local courts that that's, those are the specific articles of the Constitution that it goes against. Um, and Article 24 is pretty much saying that marriage is the consensual agreement between a man and a woman. And then Article 14 is anti-discrimination article. So this last year's Sapporo victory for the gay rights advocates, where the Sapporo court said that, okay, gay marriage does go against the constitution, was only for one of the two articles, I think. Both Sapporo and Osaka said that the article about a man and a woman, that makes, that makes it so that gay marriage doesn't have to be legal because the constitution says a man and a woman. Mm, Sounds like that funny math we're doing in America. Kind of. Yeah. So even though the Sapporo court said that the, um, the non-recognition of gay marriage is discriminatory, they didn't say that it's wrong because of the man and woman language in the constitution. So I read the article too, right? And it seems like a bunch of shady backwater linguistic gymnastics that people are doing yeah. to just trying to find a way to take away people's rights. Like there's mm. literally no reason to be against this. This is a mm. case of once again, mind your own goddamn business. Like what mm. about this is going to hurt you? But it's like mm. a certain sect of the liberal Democratic Party who just has to have a pigeonhole. Like in Roe versus Wade, if you're against abortion, but you're making exceptions for incest and rape, then you're not anti-abortion. Basically what you are mm. is pro-control. And that's what the LDP <clears throat> is. It's pro-control. Mm. They just want to control mm. people and keep their thumb over people. And that's the main thing that pisses me off about this. And I'll go back mm. to this. And y'all always going to say I say this. I make it about race. But in Japan, I'm telling you, when the Japanese people catch a cold, we catch pneumonia. So it's going to be like triple, triply bad for us. They start doing this, man. You know, it's actually, it's so interesting you mentioned that because one of the couples involved in the Osaka case that was just uh, turned down, the one of the wives, it was a, a woman and a woman, mm-hmm. one of the wives was American. And that couple is legally married in America. But in Japan, their marriage is not recognized. No benefits. Mm. None whatsoever. Right. Tell you that, that is the slippery slope. And let me mm. tell you, like, we got to combat this, this LDP. And if you are a foreigner here in Japan, like, look, I know you can't vote. You're a taxpayer and you can't vote. And I know it feels like there's nothing you can do. But I will admonish anybody who's a foreigner who may be listening to sign my voice if you're living in Japan, man, get politically active. What that means is, man, talk to your Japanese friends. Yeah, just engage people. Mm-hmm. And let them know how you feel. And mm-hmm. I have some Japanese friends here in Japan that weren't politically active. Like, they had no desire to vote. They was like, eh, whatever. But after talking to me, they registered to vote. And they're actually voting this weekend. 
Because they're like, yo, nah, man, I'm going to go ahead and do something. Make my voice heard. Oh, that's great. That's great. Not pat myself on the back, but that's something you can do is what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, yo. I mean, that's nice. You know, and if if anything, it, it makes sense. Like, if you never met someone from a certain group, maybe it just never occurred to you. You know, but now suddenly they're your friend, like, oh, I have this foreign friend. Oh, and this affects him. Oh, I should vote. You know, like, it makes sense. It does. Also, like, the stuff that affects them, too. Because like you said, here in Japan, it's almost like a, all right, whatever. A shogunai is okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. It's like, no, well, at least make your voice heard. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not about always winning, but it's about showing that Mm -hmm. you're engaged. You don't like that stuff. So, yeah, man, I totally agree. And, man. Yeah. Have you ever listened to the Common Knowledge Podcast and be like, damn, DJ L. Spade, I wish you would talk more about music. But yo, I got you covered. Check out the Secret House Against the World Podcast on YouTube. Hosted by the homie Robinson Mega. Or Mega Robinson, if you please. Co-hosted with me and the homie Jed Axel, we talk about new releases in the hip-hop sphere. Basically underground, because that's their taste break. But yo, if you want to know what I think about music, check out Secret House Against the World on YouTube. That's Secret House Against the World. I do want to bring something else up that is kind of a larger Japanese society picture that I feel like this ties into, if you have a moment. Please. Okay. So I know it might not seem related, but I'll tie it together in a minute. (laughs) There is also this um, recurring issue in Japan, where in Japan, if you're getting married, you both have to have the same last name. Like this doesn't apply to foreign spouses because they, they don't, um, Japanese law doesn't always apply to, like, they don't want to change your American identity. Right. But if you're two Japanese people getting married in Japan, you both have to take the same name. Like you can't hyphenate the man, the man and the wife right now, it's the man and the wife, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the man and the woman can't have separate names. The The reason that's often touted is that they're worried about Japanese children losing their Japanese identity. Like they're going to be confused if, if my mom and my dad have a different last name. Who am I? You know? <laughs> and <laughs> like, am I Masa like, Udo or am I Yamada? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't figure it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like, and, and I, I don't have the exact facts on this, but I, you, you might actually know about it, but I want to say in the 2010s that actually they made spousal visas a little harder to get because they were worried about Japanese men marrying Filipino women. Yep. And bringing them over here. And, I, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but they were worried about the gene pool get weakened. Mm-hmm. There's this broad fear of losing a Japanese identity, you know, upon foreign influences or just Western influences, global influences. And I feel like this, this LGBT issue definitely fits into that because there have been prominent politicians saying things like, oh, gay couples are not productive to society because they don't have kids. Like, well, look at the birth rate among straight mm-hmm. Japanese couples. They're not exactly pumping them out either. They're not. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it becomes a reason, a way, another way to deflect and like do the old uh, switcheroo razzle dazzle. Like, yo, it's not mm-hmm. like if you talk to a bunch of young Japanese people here who are not having babies and the ones I've talked to, I've talked to like 10 people about this dead ass and they're rationale behind it is there's no upward mobility there's no money so why would Mm -hmm. i have a baby 
that makes no mm-hmm. sense. Like logically, mm-hmm. like I'm still living with my parents. Uh, housing costs an arm and a leg, and these ovals ain't moving out the way. So why would I have that? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think the base wage in Japan has been raised in like decades, right? It has not. You said something about. Identity, oh last names, gene pools. Yes, the gene pools. Yeah, it always <laughs> goes. It goes to this like stream of nationalism here in Japan, where mm. everything has to be pure. And mm-hmm. if they have to choose, like they want to choose something that's closer to their perception of Japanese, because you're totally mm-hmm. right when it comes to like the foreign women. And the visa, the spouse of visas got hard because a lot of Japanese men were going to the Philippines and picking up some wives and bringing mm-hmm. them here. And they didn't mm-hmm. want it to, quote unquote, weaken the dream pool. But however, mm-hmm. if you got a Korean wife or a um, a white spouse, it was okay. Because mm. that could mm. be more Japanese-like. But oh my God, mm-hmm. like, that melanin though? If you get some melanin kicking in? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to deny. <laughs> When you got the melon, that that baby looked too brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's really unfortunate, but it's it's very true. It's so crazy. I had to tell uh, a lot of people, you got to start changing your idea of what Japanese is. Because mm. uh, once again, I got foreign friends here who are who are mixed, mm-hmm. and when they go out, they always get. So where are you from? I'm like, bro, you can't look at this person and tell <laughs> that the Japanese gene pool is in them? Because I can. Yeah, the frame of reference is so different, right? It, it's hilarious to me, dude. But how can you change that, though? Like, Do you think it's going to change? I mean, maybe over a long time. I hope it does. But it's gonna it's gonna take a lot longer. Like I think it's really hard for a lot of Americans, especially those who have never really been here, to understand. Like it's just so perceived to be homogeneous here. Mm-hmm. That you know, like walking in America, like yeah, okay, we have neighborhoods that are primarily certain races, but there are plenty of places in America that it's like really diverse, mm-hmm. and you don't really have that in very many places in Japan. You do not. And you also get a concerted effort to try to lump all the foreigners in one section mm-hmm. of a city. Mm-hmm. Like, if you notice that they're kind of like designated foreigner apartments, like, oh no, you can't mm-hmm. go here. You got to go here. Now the ultimate alleviator is money. If you want willing to pay more, oh yeah, they'll put you anywhere you want to. Like, I mean, yeah, if you're a win. rich foreigner, then oh, yeah. There's a different set of rules for you. Like, I'm just to be honest. Yeah. But yeah. the base foreigner, nah, dude. Like, it's going to be a lot of doors slammed in your face. And I got that the first time I tried to look for an apartment here in Japan. I got yeah, the flat it's out. Yeah, not easy. Oh, no, we don't we don't rent the foreigners. I'm like, what? Yeah. Well, I mean, I at least they tell you, but... <laughs> yeah, yes. Like, literally, I walked through the door and one was like, nah. I was like, wait, wait, you don't even know why I'm here. Oh, you trying to get an apartment? Oh. No. I'm like, but why? We don't rent the foreigners. I'm like, but I got a job that I've been at for three years, I got the mm. money. I'm willing mm. to pay up front. Nope. Can't do it. Like, but yeah. I got a sponsor. Nope. You're foreign. The owner doesn't want a foreign person in there. I was like, but why? Mm. And then they started hitting you with the stupid shit. Like, well, because foreigners wear their shoes in the house. <laughs> or they're loud. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I word bet. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, man. Gotcha. Like, like Japanese people aren't loud. Yeah, right? Like, they're... <laughs> That's the thing. Like, if you're ever on a train 
like you'll hear some loud Japanese people, especially if they're drinking. I mean, but they don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> train, like, yeah. <laughs> they don't get the stairs. Matter of fact, day four yesterday there was a Japanese dude who had his um phone on speaker, just listening to music. Oh I'm like, gosh. oh, what? Oh my you gosh! Oh, wow. With it. <laughs> wow, bold. With no mask on, by the way, no mask on. Oh, Photo this speaker. guy's making a statement. I'm like, yo, man, fight the power, my guy. <laughs> like, you all oh out gosh. with it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, can you imagine if he was a foreigner? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Like, yo, I know stories. My homie Scott, before he went back to America, he had one of those stories. He had his phone on speaker low. And mm. he almost got in a fight over that because Jazz was like, take your phone off. Put it on solid. He was like, oh, well, gosh. Dude, I'll be off in five minutes. No. It became like a piss contest at that point. Like, no, you're yelling at me, so I'm not going to do it. And he mm-hmm. almost got in a fight with two guys over that. So, you know, it's funny because it's a lot of projection going on here in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'll get a lot of people stopping me. You want to teach me the rules? Like, oh, let me teach you because you don't know. I'm like, okay. Like, oh, that's, a terrible, that's... terrible example, right? My apartment is old. I live in an old apartment. And the apartment under me, they have like water problems. So whenever they have a water problem, it's my fault. Apparently, because I'm the apartment. Oh my gosh! So well, they obviously, me. it's your fault. <laughs> Yo, they called me like three weeks ago. True story. They called oh. me, and good old Japanese. I'm getting. I'm like, uh, hello. There's like, yes. Uh, this is the landlord and the housing complex. Uh, the person under you has a leak. I was like, oh, okay. Why are you telling me? And it was like, well, it's under their bathroom. I was like, okay. Why are you telling me? It's like, well, and this is the, the honest question they asked me that made me snap. They asked, well, do you know how to use the bathroom correctly? Oh, my gosh. And I went the fuck off. I was oh like, my look, gosh. man. <laughs> like, in Japanese, I was like, look, don't ever ask me that damn question. You know how rude that wow. is? I was like, yo, if there's a problem in the apartment under me, check the damn apartment. These are some old-ass mm-hmm. apartments, and maybe you need to do your job better. And I hung up. So then I get a call back. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean like that. I'm like, how the ass can I take that? Like, how, there is no other way to take it. Do you know how to use a toilet? <laughs> like, I thought about, they're like, well, can we come in and check the pipes? I'm like, sure, you can come in and check the pipes. So they came in three days later to check the pipes. And of course, it's like, oh, there's nothing wrong in your apartment. I'm like, of course it ain't. If they had never said that, if they just said, there's another apartment with a problem, we want to check your pipes too. Like, it would have been fine, right? Exactly. Like, why did you have to go the extra mile? <laughs> why did yeah. you have to throw some sauce on it? Like, you could have just been like, mm. "Hey, can we check the pipes in your apartment?" I'd be like, "Oh, cool." Like, I thought about maybe I should take a shit in the sink. Hey, guys, this is how I use it. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> right? This is what we do. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, you know, this is this is our get down. Oh, I didn't use it right. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> you mean to tell me I've been doing it wrong <laughs> all these oh years? My God. Just put water all over the floor and be like, exactly. oh, I, I just I water the floor. I don't know." <laughs> You know what? I actually take my baths in the in, in the bathroom in the toilet. Uh. Oh man! Oh, that's pretty insulting. Yeah. yeah. One time, one time. I was like, man, don't call me no more with that. <laughs> that's that's pretty bold. <laughs> oh man, I was just like, yo, word, this lady tripping. It's always yeah. like a Japanese yeah. woman that calls me too. It's always like a Japanese woman that calls me who feel like she needs to assert herself. So like they, they mm. talk with all the spice to me. I'm like, damn, why are you so aggressive? <laughs> well, that's so interesting. I've never had that. Then maybe, maybe because you're a man. I don't know. You know what? It could be that whole like I gotta assert myself, but 
every time somebody calls me about like business, it's a Japanese woman, woman, and like the tone is very aggressive. I'm like, God damn! Like, what do huh. I do to you? Like, what? Huh. Like, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to live. <laughs> Well, why would you do that? I know, right? Like, oh, like, how dare you not the nervous be, some people? How dare you not be a Japanese in Japan? Uh, okay, okay. I know, right? Ugh, existing when nobody wants you. But, anyway, Steffi, tell the folks where to find you at, please. You can find me on YouTube at Steffi Says and on Instagram at Steffi Says Japan. That's P H Y, not I E. Steffi Says. And please follow the homie. That's the Carbonage Podcast.